When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6.30 Chet. All right, so game one of the NBA Finals getting underway shortly. Heat against the Nuggets. Heat Nuggets. Sounds like a recipe. And, of course, the tiebreaker at the Memorial Cup starts in about half an hour, so we'll keep you updated on that game as well. Before we get to Luke Gazdick here, 780-496-0063. What do you have for me, Kellen? Oh, we have a recommendations here, Reed, for sure. We've got uh, Logan, Reed's favorite professional golfer. Yes, he is. It. That's true. He says he doesn't drink much beer, but spending four years in Red Deer as a former RDC, RDP king, he likes the Troubled Monk Brewery's beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do some good stuff. That's a good suggestion for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, And uh, they also do, I think, craft sodas as well, too. That's so a good name, Troubled Monk. Troubled could, Monk. could also be a horror movie or like a suspense series, Troubled mm-hmm. Monk. And then we'll go to uh, Dennis or Denise on there. It'd have uh, to be a silent movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hi, Reed. Great show. Uh, my preferred uh, craft brewery is Endeavor Brewery in St. Albert. Great tasting beers and wonderful staff. That is from Dennis. Okay. Uh, Endeavor. I didn't even heard of that one. Endeavor in St. Albert. Mm-hmm. Okay. I usually only go to St. Albert to go to the board, the big board game store. I'll have to check out Endeavor. All right. Yes. Okay, and time for... Yeah, let's do one more, then we can do more later, yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, I don't normally... This is from the Agreeable agreeable Beaver, who's uh, who's texted in. Well, thank goodness that that they're agreeable. Yeah, the Agreeable Beaver, easy for me to say, uh, says, I don't normally drink, but season ticks to the Cracker Cats just became way more appealing. There isn't a Molson (laughs) product within a line drive distance. Well, first of all, it's not the Cracker Cats. Yeah, but you've been a bit of a time warp there for the Agreeable (laughs) Beaver. They are are the Riverhawks now. He says, Alley Cat is delicious. That's from the Agreeable Beaver. Okay, good stuff. All right, 780-496-0063, your favorite uh, Alberta craft brewery. Or your uh, the best sports themed TV show, or your thoughts on Ted Lasso. You can text, or you just text other stuff too. All right, he has joined us every couple of weeks throughout the NHL season. Former Edmonton Oiler, he's now gone into broadcasting. He is presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. It is Luke Gazdick. Luke, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good, Reed. How about yourself? I am doing very well. Always a pleasure to chat with you as we move into the final series of the of the National Hockey League season, Florida and Vegas. I've been joking this week, uh, Luke. It's a it's a series that wouldn't have made sense to a twelve year old Reed Wilkins because Florida and Vegas didn't have teams uh, when I was a little. What's like? What's the, the what's the NHL you remember from when you were little? Because there are there are probably already worse some teams in the South when you were growing up. Yeah, no, to me, I'm thinking the same thing, too. It's kind of a bizarre final. Um, all I remember about the Cats growing up is is uh, 
throwing the rat, the fans throwing the rats on the ice. And uh, I remember Ed Jovanovski and Ole Jokinen and, and all the old uh, Panthers legends, but they were nowhere near my radar, even growing up of teams I, I watched or followed. And then on, on the other side, I, I got to play in the league for four years and pro hockey for 11 years. And I never played in Vegas at all. So um, Vegas was was um, an expansion team after I had left the NHL. And um, even when they had their East Coast teams and stuff, I, I've never played uh, against them. So it, it's a bizarre final for, for me to, to take in as well. I'm glad you mentioned the rats because I think that, cause I was what uh, I was already in my early twenties in 96, right? When they, was it 96? Yeah. It was 96 when they yeah, met around there, something like that. Uh, but yeah, for, for people closer to your age who might've been, you know, young, but old enough to understand hockey and watch an entire game, they bring up the rats, right? So now I, I don't think I've ever asked you this before when you played, and you would have, and like you said, you played in the minors too, where maybe there were some traditions, or maybe there's something odd you remember, something or a tradition of throwing things on the ice, or something odd that got thrown on it. Like we know hats for hat tricks. Oh, good, good question. Um, in terms of weird things being thrown on the ice, I don't think I've seen too much, but I've also got to take part in a couple teddy bear toss games. Right. Uh, going all the way back to junior, but um, they were a big thing in pro hockey as well. Um, those were always cool to be a part of. They're always nerve wracking. If you're the home team, you always wanted to score. You made, made sure you wanted to score. And um, they were all, they were really fun though. I, I, had, I had a couple of those in my career and always enjoyed them. When a guy gets a hat trick, uh, what's it like being on the ice when the hats are coming down? And does it feel different if you're home or away? Yeah, I never got that feeling Not myself. For, but teammates or opponents. I know, I know. I wish. That's one thing I never got. I never got uh, the the prestigious hat trick in my career. A couple Gordie Howe ones. But um, it was always cool seeing the hats rain down, too. I think that's one of the coolest traditions in hockey. I think it's it's something that hockey has that, that doesn't um, extend over to other sports. Um, and I always, I always loved it. I always thought it was a cool thing. It's always, it's always cool to see a guy go on the board three times. Um, but like I said, I never got to have those hats rain down for my own. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I know you, you play a lot of charity tournaments and stuff, so I, I, hopefully there's some hat tricks coming for you there. Okay. Yeah, well, so <laughs> so uh, let's start with the Panthers. We look. We know the story. Barely made the playoffs. All that kind of stuff. Uh, is it one thing for them? Is it everybody clicking at the right time? What have you seen? I, I think it's a good combination of what you said of everyone clicking at the right time and everyone being on the same page. But I mean, there's a common denominator in both, uh, in bo with both teams, and it's goaltending. I mean, Sergei Bobrovsky has been the best goalie in the world for uh, for their playoff run. And when you have a goalie that you know is only gonna you know, let in maybe one, two goals a game. The mental you have on that, like the mental edge you have on that alone, knowing that your goaltender is going to be there 100% every single game, uh, I think has really helped Florida to excel on the offensive side of the puck. And similarly with Vegas, with Aiden Hill stepping in there, that's a situation no one thought was going to happen. Maybe it was going to be Jonathan Quick or Bros, uh, who we saw in the Edmonton series, but it's goaltending, Reed. It's that's what it comes down to, and the, the Florida Panthers wouldn't be in the same spot without Bobrovsky. And um, I, I think they're clicking. I think Matt Tuchuk has proved me wrong for like the seventeenth time. Um, 
Uh, it's not like I never thought he was a good player, but he just continues to impress me. Uh, and not just me, but I think everybody in hockey with the way he plays and how, how, uh, how, how good he is in, in front and around the net. So between the, the way to Chuck's played and, and uh, the way Paul Maurice has those guys going and, and, uh, and the goaltending it's, it's a perfect storm for them. Uh, well, I love how you talk about the confidence too, because you know, I love talking about the mental side of the game. So that's, that's, I'm not saying that's number one, eh? but that's such a huge thing. Just knowing the guy back there is under control, that he's got it under control. That just changes well, everything. eh? Well, I know. And as a player, it sucks to say, but there were days and I'm not, this isn't just a single incident. There's dozens of times in my career where we're driving to the rink or I'm driving to the rink and you don't know what performance you're going to get out of your goaltend. I've had goalies like that, that maybe they're going to save 45 saves and have a shutout, or they're going to let in four of their first six shots and get pulled in the first period. Um, and it's just such a mental edge, like I said, to be driving there, to be getting ready for the rink and to look across the room at your goaltender who is fully dialed in, and you know that he's going to be lights out. And if he doesn't, that's a very rarity for, for your goaltender. But to just look in the room and to just be like, this guy's got, he's got us tonight. You see a guy going a breakaway, uh, it's going to, he's going to save it. You know, if you're on a power play, you know, don't worry. He's going to be there for us. Like that means more than, more than anything really. So I guess the hypothetical is, do you think Vegas feels that way about Aiden Hill? Who does not have nearly the track record Bobrovsky does? Having said that, Bobrovsky wasn't classic Bobrovsky until <laughs> he came in during yeah. the during the the first round. But or do you think do you think Hill has totally earned that trust with his teammates, given how he's played since he came in against Edmonton? You know, that's a good question because I think if I was on that team, I I would still be uh, I, I would still be thinking about that trust a little bit just because he's he's proved it, but in a very very short window of time. But talk about a guy capitalizing on an opportunity. I played against him in the minors. He was in Tucson when I was in San Diego, and he had a couple of those games against us. I remember he had a 42 save shutout in the playoffs one night against us in the first round. And to hear his name come back full circle is cool to see like there's guys that are just sitting there waiting for their opportunities and all they need is a little window. And uh, that's what he's doing. But if I'm a member of the Knights, I think I'm still a little nervous because at any point this, you know, this Cinderella run could kind of just come crashing down. But I keep thinking it's going to happen. And I, I thought Dallas was going to win game seven um, or game six, whatever it was back in Dallas or game six. And um, it's just, it's, it's a continuation of what we've seen. So it's, it's been fun to watch as a viewer, but who knows what they're thinking. Luke Gazik joining us at Inside Sports. You mentioned Matthew Kachuk, who was obviously a, a villain with Oilers fans. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I hear a lot of people saying, I still hate him. Or other people saying, you know, he's pretty darn good. I got to admit it now that he doesn't play for Calgary anymore. Look, there, there was the whole thing he had here with the, with Cassian and the turtling, and then they fought, and, and Kachuk wasn't great in the Battle of Alberta series last year. Um, but man, I mean, like when when he's on his game, he, he to me he's a top ten player in the league, and and I wonder too how much some of that passed, and for him a lot of past. Uh, of disappointments perhaps against the Oilers. I wonder how that has affected him, fueled him, or things he's learned from. Oh, I'm sure he's learned from from every experience. And 
I, I, I understand that playing in Florida as opposed to Calgary comes with a lot less pressure. I think there's a lot of pressure on him going on into the year um, from, from just from the trade and have it giving away two of your best players, one of your best defensemen, one of your best forwards for, uh, for Matthew. And he had a lot of pressure on him, but playing down there and driving to the rink in your Lamborghini every day with the windows down and you have a bad game or a bad stretch and maybe you don't have 17 reporters in front of your face asking you the same questions and uh, i i think i just saw, i see a guy who just seems very relaxed and and he's he's just playing his game that he knows and one thing i always love watching is the ways coaches and teammates talk about him when they get asked about him in interviews and barkov had a great great couple quotes about him the other day about you know how he brings everybody together and and his leadership on and off the ice and his attitude that he brings to the rink and when you hear other guys especially your captain talk about you with such praise you know he's making a difference and that makes me like him even more you heard paul maurice talking about how one of the first things he did when he got to florida was take out all the training staff you know all you know harry langer all those guys in edmonton and td and took all the Florida staff out. And to hear stuff like that, that makes me happy. Uh, that makes me know that there's still some of those old school guys. That's an old school mentality, taking care of everybody around you. And um, it's made me like him even more, I said. And he's not the prettiest skater. I laugh every time I see him back checking or something. He can. He doesn't have, I don't want to say he can't skate, but he doesn't have a great stride, um, doesn't have a you know, fantastic set of hands, but he just gets the job the job done. It's 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 fun to watch as a as a former player and a, and um, now a viewer um, of a guy that just looks like he just gets it. You know. Yeah, I yeah, I love what you mentioned too about the the training staff, because a lot of times, you when you evaluate teams, you say okay, offense, defense, power play, penalty kill, goaltending, and then sometimes there's just that column for intangibles. Well, who know? Like, how, how do you measure the effect of like you said? taking somebody out for dinner, texting somebody after all the, all those little things. Right. And, and who knows, maybe, maybe that's something that can put a team over the top. Um, I just double checked. Uh, you were almost four years old. The last time a Canadian team won the Stanley cup in 1993. Do you remember that at all? Canadians over Kings? No, no, I don't. too little. And, uh, and yeah. I, yeah, my childhood was Leafs, but the first hockey memories I can remember, I was probably, playing but i don't remember watching that much when i was that young um but then when i was you know starting to starting to grow up it was all leafs and taking the subway down to to maple leaf gardens and watching games but i don't remember the habs winning that that early but man to hear that stat is very sad because truthfully and this is the honest truth i thought it was going to be the leafs or the oilers at least in the stanley cup finals and um and it just didn't happen. It's it's been a complete opposite of what I thought what I thought was gonna happen. Oh, there's the dogs going. That's okay. Um, yeah, so, I, it's I thought a Canadian team would be in there this year, and uh, yeah, it hasn't happened. Okay, so do you think? And, and I could be totally off base here, but sometimes this comes up. Now I should also preface this by saying, until the salary cap came in, some NHL teams, including the Oilers, were just at a huge financial disadvantage right so it was going to be really hard to get the players and it would truly have to be a miracle to go on a run but you mentioned kachuk and the freedom he can enjoy playing in sunrise that there's not the scrutiny all those kinds of things do you think that the hype around hockey and the attention the sport gets does that make it harder for a canadian team to win 
or or am I giving an excuse to some of the Canadian teams who haven't won? No, I, I think it is tough to win in Canada. I think I've had the pleasure of playing in, honestly, in back-to-back years in the NHL. I went from Edmonton to New Jersey, and we're talking about completely polar opposite markets. Uh, me and Taylor all went there, and we just could not believe it. And it's, it's a different lifestyle for the player, um, and I think – it's getting harder and harder for Canadian teams to recruit players to come play up here in free agency. And that's the honest truth between taxes and, and uh, travel and, and, um, and, and all that. And, and, and all the media that comes with it, it's, it's making a simpler choice for players not to want to come play in Canadian cities, which is a sad thing to say and um, to think about, but um, it's the honest truth. Yeah, no, it, well, it's, and you told that story a few weeks ago about Connor as a rookie going to West Hampton Mall. And then, you know, you kind of said, like, <laughs> yeah. are you sure you want to go? And then he was kind of like, okay, I get it. I guess I can't just go shopping like a normal person because that's got to wear on you, right? Because, um, and, I, and I, as you probably remember, I, I knew Mark Latestu going back to his junior B days. So when he came here with the Oilers, we had a, you know, we had a bit of a pre-existing relationship. And I, I, he came in once. We did a Father's Day segment. Him and his dad came in the week leading up to Father's Day. And I, and I said, is it, is it, is it hard being Mark Latestu of the Edmonton Oilers wherever you go? And he said, he said, well, no, because that's that's what I signed up for. I want to play in the NHL. But having said that, like, there's no anonymity in a, in a city like Edmonton, Trump, like pick the Canadian city. There's never a quiet afternoon out. There's never a quiet trip to the mall. Right. I know. And I love I love Mark, but Mark, Mark Latestu might not get as much attention as uh, Taylor Hall or, or Connor right. McDavid when I <laughs> when I saw that. Uh, it was just like I said, for me and Taylor to go out to dinner at a restaurant or a bar and sit there and just enjoy and watch sports in Newark versus, you know, Cactus Club, West Edmonton Mall was was night and day. And um, you get it from all angles. You get it online. Um, they knew people knew where we lived, you know, like it's not hard. Edmonton's not a big city. You, you can, you can find stuff like that out. Everyone knows where Connor lives and where these guys live. And that's just bizarre to me even too, like that, that it's, it's such a community and I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Like, um, I, I enjoyed every minute of it. You have to be on your toes when you're in public, you're representing your team, you're representing the Oilers. When I went out, I wasn't, um, I wasn't, you know, starting trouble or causing any of that stuff and always trying to be kind and polite and respectful. But I'll tell you this, it's not always easy to be kind and polite and respectful when you don't get that same respect to your way. And, and for the most part, a lot of these cities, Vancouver, Edmonton, they're fine, but there are the few that make it tough. There's the few that, that have no filter and, and, uh, and make it tough to, to just be a regular guy living in the city. So would you, so would you or Taylor, I guess, you know, Taylor was a pretty big name. Would, would he get recognized in around New Jersey at all? Barely. Occasionally, I mean, must have, I mean, must barely, have. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, um, I asked him that same question because I think I'd gone down to Albany for a little bit and came back up. And I said, I said, it asked me the exact same question. Reed. I said, like, so you've been getting recognized walking down the street? And he's like, honestly, man, no. Maybe like one out of every, you know, four or five times I'm out, someone will say, hey, are you Taylor Hall and the Devils? And you would sign an autograph or whatever. Um, but he, he said, he said it was, uh, it wasn't as much as 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 he thought it was definitely going to be. Yeah, 
Uh, I have a quick story. Taylor was, uh, this was before I was on the Oilers beach or anything like that. I was at a movie in West Edmonton mall and, uh, I, I had gone to the washroom and was washing my hands and I could see Taylor walked in and I'm like, okay, Taylor Hall's here watching the movie. And as I was washing my hands, Taylor Hall was using the urinal and the guy in the next urinal said, Taylor Hall. Like, and I just yeah, was like, oh exactly. man, like, what do you, what do you do? You can't shake Precisely. hands in that situation. Precisely my, my <laughs> example is like, can you not at least just wait until he's done his private business before you say hi? Like it was stuff like that all the time, Reed. And it was like, it's just some people ha don't have that sense of personal boundary and can't like read, you know, social yeah. situations. And, and, you know, every now and then Taylor would, not be happy about that right and right it's like oh i met taylor he's a you know he's a he's a bad guy or whatever he, he didn't have any time for me well did you ask him to, for his autograph while he was going to the bathroom like, <laughs> could be an interesting yeah. way to sign it i guess but uh yeah, it's, it's, it's just <laughs> it, um, yeah. uh, i for the most part i had great interactions with a lot of people but like i said there's a couple here and there that uh maybe aren't the uh aren't the best situations Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, do you want to, do you want to do a pick? I'm picking the Panthers again. Cause I picked them in every series. Do you want to do a pick or do you just want to hope both teams have fun? No, I'm going to go on the Panthers with you. Okay. Um, my head says Vegas. Vegas is the better team. They're deeper. They're, um, I don't want to say better coached, but they're just, their system is so hard to play against. Um, but my heart says Florida and I love, I love story. I love like good storylines and, and, and kind of Cinderella stories. So um, I, I like the Panthers too. All right. Well, Luke, uh, this is going to be your final appearance of the season. You've been a regular all season long here on inside sports. Uh, I, I certainly appreciate our relationship. I, I love what you bring to the show. So thank you very much for that, man. And, uh, and I hope you're back next year. Yeah, me too, Reed. I've had a blast doing this and uh, getting to talk Oilers hockey with you. So thanks for having me on as as a regular guest this year. And like I said, like you said too, hopefully back, uh, hopefully back next year. Right on, Luke. That is Luke Gazdick, presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over fifty years, home of the lifetime warranty. A great perspective and stories from Luke all season long here on Inside Sports. Listening to 6:30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. That's the name of the show, everybody. How are you doing tonight? 780-496-0063. Kellen, what do we have coming in? Oh, more recommendations, but uh, also got an unknown text coming in that says the Super Dave Osborne count as sports TV. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's love that that's show. Excellent. Love Super that's Dave. That's a good one. Yes, that's a classic for sure. Uh, Matt the Plumber says got to check out Long Shot Distillery at Winfield, West Otasquin. Oh, it's a really cool spot in the bush near Twin Lakes. Really good vodka, gin, and other liqueurs and cocktails. Oh, interesting. Okay, thanks for that. And then we have a vote from an unknown text number from Ribstone Creek Brewing out in Edgerton. Oh, yeah, Ribstone is good. Yeah, they have good stuff. Mm-hmm, yes. Uh, what else we got here? We got a, a recommendation from De or sorry, uh, from an unknown text. It says, next five brewing. Uh, it's opening up in Devon, Alberta this month, and he says that the owner's name is also Kellen. Hey, right on. Cool. Ne sorry, next five? Next five brewing. Okay, yes. cool. Well, we asked your uh, favorite 
Alberta-based craft brewery since Alley Cat's going to be served at uh, exclusively at Riverhawks games this summer. We'll have a Riverhawks player on the show a little bit later on. We're not going to ask about the beer. We're going to ask him about the team. And uh, we are taking your sports television show recommendations as well. Your thoughts on Ted Lasso, which I guess wrapped up uh, last night. Good chat there with Luke Gazdick about life uh, on and off the ice in the National Hockey League. He's, uh, he's always good for that type of perspective. All right, news and weather coming up. Then we got Phil Bork on Inside Sports.